The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. This is John Silver, lead recruiter of The Dark Order, and you are listening to All Things Elite. Welcome to the 197th episode of Social Suplex's podcast about AEW with a proclivity for positivity. Welcome to All Things Elite. My name is Austin Sumwitz. I am the host of this lovely show. And joining with me, as always, is my good buddy and friend, Floyd Johnson Jr. My man, how you doing? I am doing great. Uh, I got a little nap before we do the show, so I'm kind of awake for now. Um, yeah, um, this has been a crazy week. And uh, just burning the candle at both ends, uh, you know that uh, the whole day at uh, the whole day this weekend in Chicago, I literally slept like four hours, and then I came came home and I worked, and then I got off work, and then I crashed, and it was just like, like I actually had days off this week, but it felt like I literally had no time off. I am looking forward. I feel that. I am looking forward to tomorrow after Forbidden Door. It's going to be a beautiful show uh, because I get to actually sleep uninterrupted for like 14 or 15 hours and I'm going to kill it. Lucky you. Lucky you. That won't be the case for me, at least for the next day or two. Um, yeah, no, um, I as well, you know, we were both in Chicago. We'll get into that whole deal, but we got a lot to cover. This is going to be like super rapid fire, guys, because not only do we have to preview Forbidden Door, but we got to go over the stuff that happened on Dynamite. There is like maybe one or two things that we'll mention from Rampage specifically. Um, and then Collision just wrapped up less than two hours ago. Um, we're going to get into the main stuff, like the big things that we need to talk about. So we won't get to everything that happened on every show. The show would be way too long. And your boy has something he's doing tomorrow. So I can't, I can't do it. We can't do it like that guys. So this will be super rapid, super rapid fire. Thanks for tuning in again. We really appreciate it. I'm sorry. The episode came out a couple days later than you were expecting, but we yeah, are going we, to make sure that we have everything. For you. Yeah. We got a new, we're going to have to figure out a new thing. Cause we have a new show. I mean, we literally have, we do. Yeah. It, it throws yeah. everything off guys. It does. It, Cause it's like, we like technically like the end of the week was right after dynamite. Because replaying Rampage was pre-recorded, we pretty much knew what happened on Rampage, so the week was over until the next week. Well, now there's a second part of the week, <laughs> so we're gonna try to figure. We'll this fi out. we'll have it figured out. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we'll do our best and get that figured out for you. Yep, for sure. 
But before we get into everything, guys, make sure you continue to download this fine show on Google or Apple Podcasts. If you listen to us on Spotify, wherever you choose to listen to us, uh, please give us a share with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you wish, and be sure to let, uh, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And leave a rating and a review. It really does help out the show. Uh, if you're so inclined, though, you can follow us on Twitter at Pod. You can also follow at Social Suplex, who make this show possible. So you'll be sure to follow them and check out all the other shows they have on their network. I am at Austin Sumowitz, S-Z-U-M-O-W-I-C-Z. And Floyd is at Floyd Johnson Jr. on Twitter. And the news of the week was the fact that your boys were in Chicago for AEW Dynamite taking place from the Wintrust Arena. Um, it was a really fun time. I got to see my favorite wrestler uh, live in person for the first time in over a year. I hadn't seen him in person in a ring since Double or Nothing 2022 and that now ill-fated match and that uh, controversial match that now lives in infamy. But now I got to see him in a ring and he got to say he's a collision guy. He's not even supposed to be here. It's very funny. Um, But that show was a lot of fun. Uh, The crowd was kicking. um, And yeah, it was good to be the first time I was back in Wintrust since Revolution 2020. So, you know, it was cool to be back in that arena for a split second, too. But um, got to meet up with my friend Tyler, too. So shout out to him as well. Uh, uh, gotta say, um, I'm gonna go. Uh, I went and sh- flew in Chicago super early this morning, really quick day. Uh, met up with Tyler. Uh, we were kind of celebrating his birthday. It was a few days earlier, but we were celebrating his birthday that day. Uh, went to Pro, uh, ate White Castle. I know everybody wanted to hear that. Uh, went to Pro Wrestling Tees, got my CMFTR shirts, didn't get my Larry shirt, which is. And people uh, and Tyler's like, I knew you were getting your Larry shirt. And I was like, I got, I got to tell you, I was like, I had a decision to make, and I was like, there's one thing I've been praying for for the last year, you know. And I, I call them like wrestling prayers. It wasn't like I was putting my hands together, down on my knees, asking God, no. But I was kind of like really, really hoping uh, for CMFTR. So I made sure I got those shirts. That was the thing, and I wasn't, you know, I didn't. Uh, in this case, I didn't have a lot of money to spend. I was definitely trying to be frugal on the trip. So I just bought the CMFTR shirts. Uh, we had this place called Steve's Bites by Wintrust. Dude, uh, uh, Tyler had a salmon patty, and I had a burger, and it was like the most amazing food ever. So if you're by Wintrust, go find this little place called Steve's Bites. Like, it was really good. Uh, then we, uh, got to walk around with Austin and, uh, Sid, uh, for about an hour. I, I was, I joked that that was the most of a Chicago to actually seen because what I go in there for is wrestling events. Uh, got to meet, uh, got to see Christine before the show, got a picture with her shining Polaris on Twitter. If you did not know, and then we got to watch the show and one of the first things I saw, so Dax showed a video of him being on an airplane with Finley and I was like, well, maybe they're going to go to Dynamite. And then Tyler, of course, was like, uh, they might be headed to Toronto. I was like, I don't know. Now you got me confused. Cash didn't really post anything that day. So it was kind of crazy. And I was like, oh, so I was, so Ricky Starks came out to fight the Bang Bang Gang. And yeah, and then we got our moment. So, uh, dude, I will say this. It sucked missing the second coming. It really did. But I think, and I think Austin can agree, as a whole show, our Dynamite show was better than that Collision show. 
Yeah, that collision first episode was really good. But considering this was the go-home dynamite for Forbidden Door, yeah, this show was leaps and bounds better just because of what it was. Um, yeah, so I missing the second coming. It is what it is. You know, I can't be everywhere all the time, but, you know, I'll make up for it. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, this week, yeah, but, I, I, gotta, I, I know it's the biggest first world whiny, whiny, whiny bitch problem ever. But, oh, yep. my God, it's bothering me so much not being in Toronto this week. It is... Yep. killing me and yep. every time somebody's <laughs> like you're in toronto i'm like no i'm not in toronto and it's just like it's killing me but yeah i understand this was gonna happen i've had a incredibly good run not gonna go along about yeah. it but it's been great so yeah and i and i won't and i won't like it's not trying to be flexing or anything like that but basically in between while we were at dynamite in uh Wintrust, um, when we were seeing everything come down of like what was all being set up for Forbidden Door as the final couple matches were being set up, me and Cindy looked at each other and like, we have to. And we, like I said, we had, we didn't have tickets up until that point, but eventually I was able to find a couple tickets, decent priced, um, good seats, lower bowl. And I was just like, it's right here, dude. We doing this? And she looked at me and we're like, yep. And we're like, okay, so we are going to be at Forbidden Door um and i'm i'm incredibly stoked about it i won't dwell on it too much because I, I i wish my boy floyd was with us too no, but no and, and, and passport, passports and all that and just like you know it, it, it can't yeah, all happen I, I will i will tell everybody this how i work I, you know it was so funny because i was like i could it was bothering me can't go to the door and then my friend was like well i can't do this either and he's like if that makes you feel any better and i always hated that craze i'm not gonna go in the loan to it because it doesn't make me feel better <laughs> You can't go no. either. It sucks. It sucks for both of us. But Absolutely. I'm also this thing. I can be not happy that I am go not going, but I can be extremely happy that you're going. I am very happy that you and gets your sister gets this moment, and you're going to be in a forbidden door. Uh, the crowd is going to be freaking stupid. It's going to be sold oh, yeah. out. It's a Canadian crowd. If collision was any interest, if if collision if collision was any in inclination, oh, it's gonna be yes. And I am insane. I am ecstatic that you get to be there. Don't like I I get you know we are humans with complicated feelings. I can both be happy for you and sad for me at the same time. <laughs> it's how it is, man. Yeah, but but regardless, yeah, a lot of stuff was set up for Forbidden Door uh, this week in AEW. Specifically, we'll get to the main things. Um, uh, for uh, things. I will also mention, too, uh, AEW uh, Dynamite, uh, the rating peaked with the concession stand brawl. Shout out Jeff Jarrett and Mark Briscoe. It was a lot of fun. And I got to see Christopher Daniels on Dynamite. That's a rare fucking sight these days. So I will take that, I gotta say. I didn't, I didn't even know he knew where Dynamite was. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, no, I know he works there. <laughs> I know he, I know he works there every week. But it'd been so long since we'd seen him on TV. It so hasn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I see him on ROH television all the time, but never on Dynamite. So, congrats on coming. I, I, it was like this random hodgepodge of people came out to take out Sotnam Singh. It was hilarious. Yeah. No, it was incredibly funny. Um. We uh, now, in terms of other things, um, uh, we had Adam Cole and MJF go face to face, and um, they um, did the blind eliminator draw for uh, tag team title tournament sort of thing. Um, and backstage, they drew MJF and uh, Adam Cole's name, so they will be forced to tag with each other 
uh, in this blind tag team eliminator tournament. And they were so furious. They both said, shut up, Shivani. And MJF was like, you want me to wrestle every week? What are you, some sick pervert? Um, but regardless, Adam Cole uh, goats uh, MJF to fully accepting uh, Tanahashi's challenge. So that was a big thing. But then on Rampage, Adam Cole was then gifted a different thing from uh, uh, um, MJF being like, you know, thanks for being such a great teammate. Uh, and partner, I got you booked for Forbidden Door against filthy Tom Lawler. And they get jumped, and they immediately, uh, Tom Lawler and uh, Royce Isaacs, jump Adam Cole, and Team Filthy uh, is going after him. And MJF's like, I'll save you! And he just takes off his all of thing, taking so long, and eventually he's no. like, oh, I just missed him! Literally, there was a lot of funny things that night. That was the funniest thing. That Just the timing, and is like you knew what he was doing, but it was still hilarious how he pulled it off. He pulled it off so well. So that was another match that got announced too, which was a huge exciting thing. Um, yeah, I, I gotta say the comedic timing of that was great. Like I said, because there was a lot of other incredibly, incredibly funny shit. Um, now in the tag match between uh, Orange Cassidy and uh, Shibata versus Daniel Garcia and Zack Saber Jr., that set up that at Forbidden Door we'll be getting a four-way for the All-Atlanta title with all four of those men, which, oh my God, I have to say. Also, there's a point where um, Daniel Garcia, I believe, like, did his little, like, like dance where he, like, gyrates his fucking dick in people's face. Uh, I'm just going to call it his that, shimmy. He did that, yeah, his shimmy. He did his shimmy. And the crowd, after he did that, I think in the face of uh, Orange Cassidy, the crowd chanted, you sick fuck, which I thought was incredibly funny. And also, Orange Cassidy also imitated it, which was very funny. But So that four-way, though, is going to be wild like for that international title, which, again, I is like, slowly but surely, dude, like I said, I'm glad that the TNT title has now become interesting after uh, the acquisition of it by, uh, you know, Luchasaurus winning it, but also kind of sort of, you know, Christian holding the title and making it matter. Um International title, man, dude. That that belt is still like top tier stuff for AEW. I gotta say. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, OC is really making this belt matter. I mean, they've had a good. I mean, the two champions have both been amazing. Uh, but yeah, OC is really taking this to another level, gaining a whole different level of respect for me as a wrestler. That dude is just excellent. So yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Um. Now, Eddie Kingston, um, at the end of Dynamite, you know, faced off with uh, John Moxley because he uh, revealed in a backstage segment that was pre-taped because the elite are cowards that can't show up on a Dynamite the same day as CM Punk. But I digress. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Eddie Kingston revealed that he would be teaming with with uh, the elite uh, to face off against the BCC uh, at uh, Forbidden Door. Now, that match is specifically, you know, it's... The BCC, which includes also Shoto Amuno, um, Omino, Shoto Omino, and uh, Konosuke Takeshita against the Elite, and now Eddie Kingston. And as Eddie and uh, Moxley faced off, and they were just jawing at each other, and it was so like legit, like I like the way they were just yelling at each. Well, specifically, Eddie was just screaming at him, and he reveals Tomohiro Ishii is the fifth man, and uh, he comes out, and uh, the BCC then jumped Kingston Ishii. And then American Dragon Brian Danielson then proceeds to call out Okada. And then as he prepares to stomp Ishii's face in, 
The Rainmaker comes out. They face off. Still, like, I wa- looked at it. I'm like, how the hell, dude? I-, I literally can't believe this shit is real. Like, I'm looking at Brian Danielson facing off against Okada. And that match, like, I'm going to be there for that match. Like I said, I don't want to dwell on it. But Jesus Christ, dude, it's absolutely insane. He hit Yuta with the Rainmaker. It was awesome. Like, crazy awesome way to end that dynamite. Um, so I got confirmation of that little moment for uh, the five-man, the ten-man tag between uh, BCC and all of them in the elite and everything. So that's going to be awesome. Yeah, my, my only only problem with Eddie Kingston, I loved him, is the, I don't know, it's a nitpick, and I'll, I'll move re- on really quick, is that the I don't like you and I don't respect you. I don't like, I can say I don't like you. We're not friends. I don't like you. I'll fight with you. But the whole I don't respect you thing, to me, that means I gotta beat you up. You know, that kind of thing. It's like, I don't know sure. if can, I don't know if I can tag with somebody that's flat out telling me to my face they don't respect Well, remember, me. though, remember, though, Eddie Kingston's the same guy that during the uh, first ever Anarchy in the Arena, like, literally fought his own teammates, like, because he couldn't burn a guy to death. Yes. It, 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 yeah, Eddie so, Kingston. It, is, it absolutely fits Eddie Kingston. Yes. Be like, no, I don't like you, and I don't respect you, and if you cross me, I will take your head and, yeah, sh- like, throw yeah. it down the street. And I love it. I hate Claudio. That's kind of the keeping yeah. the at the front, the ROH title at the front, and it's kind of funny because even my friend Jason asked, why does he hate Claudio so much? And I was like, dude, it goes back years to stuff I don't know. It's just exactly. established like, that Eddie old Kingston... School. Yeah, old, old school. Yeah, it's just established that Eddie Kingston hates Claudio Castanoli. And he's like, oh, I was like, yeah, I can't even tell you their whole story. They just hate each other. I'm like, this goes back over independence, over the years. Oh, yeah, this is like a storyline that's been building for years. But uh, yeah, I can't. I can't tell you fully why he hates Claudia. Yeah, but just know there's levels to this shit. Yeah, but over on Rampage side of things, um, like we mentioned, um, uh, filthy Tom Lawler thing happened on Rampage. But then uh, the claimed uh, got interrupted by uh, Public Enemy Number One in Chicago, which is a uh, Haley uh, Harley Cameron, who oh. My God, like I, that! I like, like Jesus. Like I've literally never, uh, never heard someone that you know, like barely kind of known, get booed that hard. Like Vicky Guerrero gets booed that hard. Dan, uh, Don, uh, Dominic Mysterio, Don Callis, Don Callis gets booed that hard. You know, they all did something to get booed that hard. Really, she hasn't done anything to get booed that hard. It was like she did the same thing and did this rap. And honestly, if you heard through it, the rap was kind of impressive. But you couldn't hear it. It wasn't bad. Yeah, you couldn't hear a damn thing she said because she was getting the boo that hard. And you could tell she was kind of getting flustered because she kept repeating herself over and over again because the dude, no one knew she was going to get booed that hard. It was amazing. Yeah, and she starts to hit on Anthony Bowens, and she's like, he goes, I don't know if you got kicked in the head by a kangaroo too many times, but, like, look at my gear, lady, I'm gay, which then led out to a he's gay chant, which, just gotta say, considering where we've come from in wrestling, like, one of the guys in the ring for that segment was literally part of a tag team, like, that was, like, a full-on, like, 
look at these two gay guys like look they're absolutely gay but then they but then they get ready to marry each other but then all of a sudden like oh wait no we're not gay like no why would you even think that like and now we have a wrestler proudly showing that he is like homosexual and the crowd is chanting he's gay in a positive manner and that same guy is in the ring seeing it happen and he's just got a big smile on his face for the whole thing like just think about how cool that shit is man for real Dude, 1999, when I was just really starting to go to wrestling shows, that chant would have been a whole different thing. Just put it that way. So, and this was a very proud moment to be there for that. Yeah. Um, and it led to eventually Johnny Mundo, Johnny Elite, Johnny TV now laying out Billy Gunn. So, hi there. Now you can read, now you can join up with Ty Valkyrie again, I guess. But, no, this Welcome is, back. He is the perfect person for this role working with QTV. QTV is a kind of a mid-card comedy act, lower mid-card comedy act. And Johnny Elite does not have any problem with the comedy and uh, being a part of this. I think it fits with his character. And the greatest thing it is it gets them away from Will Hobbs, which they should be nowhere near Will Hobbs. They should not. Yes, please. Thank God. Um now uh we had the main event of uh uh which had the face off between uh jungle boy and and uh, sonata i gotta just say though uh his real name is not pronounced dookie correct it is doki do doki yes yes justin roberts did not do him any favorites because he literally said dookie yes and it is hilarious and let's go dookie and they Chicago thing. Uh, I don't know if they actually turned on Jungle Boy or cheered it was, for I, Dookie. Like, that's the thing. They uh, cheered for Dookie. It was more so. It was more so cheering for Dookie. I would say, but it definitely did help because I mean, like, look, the fans already don't have the best relationship with Jungle Boy. Um, but first of all, though, Doki like showed out. Showed out like really great performance. I gotta say, um, but. That was the only other thing I wanted to mention from Rampage. Uh, I was just like, oh, poor Jungle Boy. You're getting outperformed and outcheered by a guy named Dookie. Well, yeah. thought to be named Dookie. But. And I understand why they booked the match they yeah, did, but. but I would have to question why Jungle Boy is going fight for fight with someone from the lower card of, uh, of uh, New Japan when he's about to fight the world champion. But hey. You know what? I digress. It's it's all star yeah. game. Don't question it too much. Exactly. Whatever. But um, then, in terms of collision, we had the uh, announcement of because Sting and Darby Allen will be going up against the Les Suzuki gods of uh, Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki. Sorry, I'm getting cats going in and out of my room at the same time. But so they had that, and Sting and Darby Allen will be going up against them, but they didn't know who their partner was. It was pretty easy to figure out, um, but they did officially reveal, yes, it is Tetsuya Naito. Um, so that is a thing that is happening. Uh, that is a six-man match. I love that they never asked Sting or Darby never had to say it. It was just like the crowd knew, and they just pointed. And he, he, and Sting pointed, and then his music hit. And, you know, Naito 
big time entrance with the white suit on and that look on his face and Jericho selling the shit out of it. And apparently Sammy couldn't make it into Toronto today. Uh, maybe he's scared of Larry to the dog too because uh, he couldn't make it into to Toronto today. But he'll be wrestling tomorrow though. Oh yeah, he will be. So that was a huge way that opened uh, Collision. In fact, also gotta say a slight thing. What'd you think of the Saturday night uh, main event style intro where they had like both the main event teams like do a quick little like action promo before the intro started with Saturday night's all right for fighting? Dude, it was so funny because I turned on, I, I had it on Fox accidentally and I was waiting on it to show up. So I did about a minute late and I had to see comments online. So I rewound it and what it helps that intro music so much. Because, you know, they talk, talk, and then they have the intro music. I feel like because of the talking before and then leading into the intro music, it actually makes the intro music work better. I'll agree to that. I thought when I heard you guys, like, dogging on uh, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting, I was just like, don't you dare hate on Elton John like that. I will take Elton John in wrestling I, every day of the week. I will, clear, I will clearly state this. It is a good song. <laughs> I like Elton John. <laughs> I don't think it's a good song for wrestling. <laughs> I will I will fight you on this dog. I will fight you. Um, Give me Benny and the Jets, and I'll be okay with that. Because that's that song is not, bangs. That, is, that does not fit wrestling, I will say. But that, that song, song bangs, though. I, I It, it does, means, yes. Dude, my wife laughs at me because random times during the week, I'll just be going through the house, Benny, Benny and the Jets, just for no reason. <laughs> And she'll look at me like, what the fuck? Why are you singing Elton John? So I love that song. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. So no, um, um, But yeah. yeah, good song. Uh, the uh, Back to the original point. I do think having the beginning part, then the song, putting those two things together actually does put you in the it wrestling does vibe. Flow a lot. It, it, yes. it puts you in the wrestling vibe. It's just that song originally, it's like, oh, is a sport about to come on, I guess. <laughs> but then it was like, but with the it, fight it, field yeah. and Dax throwing in and they're throwing in their lines and everybody seeming pissed off, it gets you fired up. Grip your balls tight. Yes. <laughs> um, shout out the uh, Brody King and Andrade match, match of the night for sure. And also shout out the guy in the front row who is like doing the stupid face next to Julia Hart. Meme worthy thousand times worthy like you are doing the internet a huge service sir thank you so much yes brody king and andrade kind of tore it down again and this is what andrade does and i don't like i i it, it works in AEW. i don't think it would have worked where he worked before he just puts on fucking banger matches and brody king is god i just think he's one of the best big men in wrestling and it was just such a good match and there was the psychology of working the leg and building to that figure eight, which and then he sold the shoulder on the figure eight. I was like, these dudes are these man. I'm not even like I'm trying not to like get into the, how much they know what the hell they're doing, right? And they have yeah. effectively turned Andrade face. And I wonder if this is gonna turn the Ingobernable's face because you know it's coming. Andrade's not gonna keep just getting jumped. By you know, it's not gonna keep just getting jumped by House of Black every week. It's coming. They're coming. You know, I don't it, like it, his crew is coming, and it's just like, 
oh, so they're going to be faces now, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then, finally, the last thing we will mention from this week in AEW before we get into our massive Forbidden Door predictions uh, segment of this show. Dude, it's uh, two pay-per-views worth of uh, wrestling matches in that show. It is. <laughs> it seriously is, dude. It seriously is, dude. It's going to, like... It's going to wreck me to my core how insane this show is going to be. But the main event of Collision. Ooh, buddy. Oh, Toronto, am I so excited to be uh, with y'all tomorrow night. Because y'all are, like, hot. You are heated. The main event, the eight-man tag between Bullet Club Gold and the Guns versus Ricky Starks and CMFTR. Of course, Punk is the last one to come out, and it's like the biggest reaction of the night, but it's damn split. And Punk just comes out like full on hand to his ear, li- like listening to just the crowd just go feral. Like, I was grinning ear to ear for this entire thing, and Punk fucked with this crowd so much whether it be him going to the outside and doing push-ups uh, uh outside the ring whether it him literally doing hulk hogan's finish big boot ear hand to the ear leg drop he's doing hogan shit he is fucking with you so hard whether it be what he said after the show went off the air when he was like, I take full responsibility as team leader for the loss, but just like I'm going to keep coming back and I'm going to keep fighting hard and getting better just like your Toronto Maple Leafs get owned. And the crowd even had to pop for that little moment too. Um, Dude, I just couldn't get over how absolutely nutty people were. Like just... They like it wasn't quiet. It you it was so loud. And the only thing I can compare it to, ironically, it was a full on John Cena reaction. Like it was split, definitely. Maybe more so to the booze side of things, which again does not bother me. But people just couldn't help themselves. It was the biggest reaction, and it just leads me to knowing that we are going to get to this moment where this man turns heel. Because even when he first came back on Collision, why, but like on Dynamite this past week, actually, while the little video segment was going for whatever was happening on Dynamite next, he's teasing, like, which tunnel do I go down again? Like, come on, guys. This guy is going to turn heel, and he's going to light shit up. It's going to be amazing. And I just am so glad to be in that crowd for when this... They're going to absolutely... Because, I mean, you're going against a legend like... uh you're going up against an absolute legend like fucking Satoshi Kojima. Like, he ain't going to be beloved all the way. And this this crowd is going to be vish, like, insane. It's going to be wild. And I'm yeah. and, stoked. And, and the fact that you said absolute right there was perfect because he's absolutely turning on Ricky Starks one day. It, it is absolutely happening. Starks doesn't really fit with the whole... CMFTR dynamic. Starks took the loss today. Punk took responsibility. And if you look at that beautiful, beautiful uh, Owen Hart bracket, 
kind of looks like it's going to end with CM Park as CM Punk and Ricky Starks. Looky, looky, looky. Just look at it. It kind of looks like it's going to end with CM Park and Ricky Starks. Uh, and it's probably going to be sorry about Ricky Starks' luck. You know what I mean? So, no. Um, it You know, it is, to me, obvious that it's coming. I, 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 I uh, came out and I was like, they are putting out a comical amount of CMFTR punk merch this week. And it's not because yep, it's selling. Yep, just put out a sweatshirt. Yeah, it's not because it's selling. It is selling, don't get me wrong, but it's not because it's selling. I just think they're not going to be on the fan side of things very long after. after not for long. Not after a while. So uh, uh, that being said, that's why I'm like, I'm buying my gear now. And, you know, I, I say I'm not turning when they turn. I've always been on the black hat side. I've been waiting for yep. them to join me. <laughs> I've been waiting for them to come back home. So, again, I've always said this. I was like, I prefer FTR when they're breaking people's knees. So, let's go. <laughs> let's fucking go, dude. It's going to be amazing. Um, but that is everything that we can get to, at least for right now, uh, for this crazy go-home week for AEW. Now, let's just get right into it. Forbidden Door 2 at the Scotiabank Arena in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Uh, we'll go through, they announced like three more zero hour matches. So the one that we already knew was Athena versus Billy Starks in the, uh, Owen Hart women's Memorial battle tournament, uh, quarterfinal, um, which I think both you and me can agree. It's damn Athena. I mean, have you seen what this girl's doing on ring of honor? Flexes to the outside on like a giant chair filled table mess of like just absolute pain. Like she's killing it. And Athena's going to go ahead and, Move on on this shit. Yeah, uh, Athena's gonna. I think Billy Stark's gonna put on an amazing performance. Apparently, she, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. She turns 18 next month, so she'll officially sign her contract with AEW. This might even be her first match as a contractor person. I honestly don't know when her 18th birthday is. I am not the creepy person paying attention to that. So we'll they'll let us as know when it is. As am I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll let us know when it is. And yeah, and so yeah, I think Billy Star I think it's gonna be an amazing match because uh Athena's been doing amazing work in uh, ROH and so I think it's gonna be a really good match, but of course Athena's gonna move on. I don't think they're gonna beat the ROH champion in the first round. Yeah. You then have the United Empire versus uh, Los Ingobernables de Japón. So, yes, I get Hiromu. I get Hiromu. Hell yeah. Um, and just because I get Hiromu on Forbidden Door, I'm going with LIJ with this one. Um, even though I think, uh, I think because I think United Empire takes the loss, but then United Empire will win later down the card, is what I will say. Well, I think someone's taking the tour of the islands, so I'm going with the United Empire. Probably my favorite faction in wrestling that's not CMFTR. I can respect that. I can respect that very much. Um, then we have another trios match on Zero Hour. It's Mogul Embassies versus uh, Rapungi Vice. So, Swerve. Um, I think we. Swerve yeah, had a really good performance tonight with her. Uh, uh, Tanahashi Tanahashi is old man Tanahashi now 
So Swerve had to be in a lot of positions to make him look good. And I thought I wanted to give Swerve a shout out for that before we do yeah, this. Yeah, straight, yeah. And I think you got to give Swerve the win. I think Swerve needs to win this weekend. He did his he did the job tonight, made Tanahashi look good, helped build your MJF Tanahashi match, and now uh Mogul uh Mogul Embassy needs to get the win tonight. Or or yeah, I guess I it will is a thousand percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will a thousand percent agree with that. Final zero hour match, uh way out of nowhere, Stu Grayson of uh, of Dark Order. Canada's going own. up against El- and he is not yeah, in the dark order. he's not in the dark order anymore he yeah technically with, not anymore yeah, yeah, yeah he right, joined yeah. up with Vinny and whatever their crew is named so Stu Grayson yeah that's right yeah yeah formerly of dark order yes but going up against El Fantasma um and I think though I think they're giving Canada's boy uh the win ELP opposite, baby. opposite effect yeah, yeah. yeah. opposite opposite effect I'm gonna go with Stu Grayson yeah Stu Grayson. you're going ELP no, I'm going to Stu Grayson. I just like ELP. Okay. I just like say yeah, play the name. He's very funny. ELP. He's very funny, but yes. yeah, uh, Stu Grayson, I, I think, goes over. Okay. And also, got to say, too, uh, we got official confirmation that MJF made him and Tana- Tanahashi the opening match of the card. So the AEW World Championship will be defended first on the card because he said, and I quote, I don't want, I don't want to be in Japan I mean, I don't want to be in Canada for as long as humanly possible. And also, you really want me to watch a mat, a card, and a, a show filled with nothing but like low rent indie guys from Japan? Hell no! I'm dude, getting the match done. I'm beating Tanahashi, and I'm getting out of here as quickly as possible. Dude, this dude's a phenom. Like, yes. like he he cut off your argument that the AEW World Title wouldn't be going on in the main event at the knees. I don't want to go on the main event. I want to get in and get out. I hate all of you. And he, yeah, he, I didn't want to wrestle. He, I didn't he, want to wrestle this he, show. He not only took the argument away, he made it a part of storyline that he demanded to go on first. So he had to be there as little as possible. It is genius booking that I don't think any other company has has doing. And I, and you know, I'm I don't know if it's TK or MJF, which honestly I think it's probably MJF. Uh, and he just like cuts you off at the knees, and he uses it to even be more heel and take more shots at Toronto. I fucking love it. As do I. Um, and that's why MJF will beat Tanahashi, the ace. Unfortunately, for two years in a row, won't be able to win the AEW World Title. Just it's a shame, but yeah, it's going to stick with MJF. Yeah. Uh, Owen to Forbidden Door. It looks like. All right. Or ace. Or ace. Um. Adam Cole versus Filthy Tom Lawler was one of the later matches that was announced, um, and I see this as Adam Cole getting himself back on the right track after he lost. He well, technically didn't lose, but wasn't able to win the world title against MJF yeah. um, because of that time limit draw. So Adam Cole will get one up on Tom Lawler. Yeah, let's say Adam Cole dragged Pat McAfee's non-trained ass to a banger match. I think him and Tom Lawler is gonna do some good shit. Damn fucking straight. Um, the three, the six man match, the trios match between Sting, Darby Allen, and Tetsuya Naito versus Jericho, Suzuki, and Sammy Guevara. Um, I don't see Sammy sticking with the Suzuki gods. Yeah, I think he turns. Yeah, I think. Yep. I, I, and I don't know if he flat out turns like hits Jericho, but I do think he 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 abandoned. maybe just doesn't help him. Yeah, he abandons Jericho in the ring. Right. Exactly. So Sting, Darby, and Naito will get the victory. Um, so I will absolutely go that way. Owen Hart, 
tor- men's tournament quarterfinal match, CM Punk versus S- Satoshi Kojima. I'm going to be at CM Punk's first singles match since he left, since he was go bye-bye at uh, Brawl Out. So, so yeah, you just, were at his last singles match, and now you're about to be at his first singles match. No, that's not true. That's not true. I wasn't at All Out 2022. I you wasn't were, at the Moxley moment. You, you weren't at All Out? I was out? not at I wasn't, no. I was it, like, in my brain, that. in my brain, you were there. I don't know why, but I guess I'm just used in to In spirit, you, I was. Yeah, I, I couldn't, I, I, I was not able I'm, to be there. Though, yeah, no. I'm just used to you being in Chicago, so my bad. Uh, sorry. It is what it is. Yeah, but you. No. Well, I was there for the last one. Now you get to be there for the first singles match back. The podcast makes sure we make this shit happen. Yes. Dude, in the world, I will burn the world. I will find the world and set a match if CM Punk does not beat Kojima pretty, pretty tell- convincingly. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm telling you right now, dude, on the other side of the bracket, we have Roderick Strong versus Samoa Joe. You you are giving me CM Punk versus Samoa Joe in a singles match at AEW. You are giving me that. It's on the other so, side of the bracket? Yes. It's on the other side of the bracket, dude. So it's. I mean, uh, it's like on, it's on the same side of the bracket. Oh, but it's okay. going to be. Yeah. It would be the semifinal match. Basically. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, semi semifinal match main event of a collision soon is going to be CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. Wow. Give them four, yep. give them exactly. at least so, thirty minutes and let them do their thing. Let them go. Um, Toronto can either be happy or sad or angry or whatever. Y'all can't figure out your emotions. You're just like constantly in a state of just like you can't control yourself. So it, it is I, that's amazing how split the crowd was tonight. At it's one hysterical, point, dude. I it was so what, amazing. I couldn't tell what anyone was chanting because they were doing dual chants, but they were doing them it at was the same screaming. time. Yes. So it was like it was just reaction, you know? So Exactly. So and that just got has a huge smile on my face because I know my boy CM Punk's getting the job done. All respect, Kojima son, but you are fucked. And special message to Tony Khan. What the fuck? The greatest tag team on this planet is not on Forbidden Door. A year after winning New <laughs> Japan Gold and representing AEW at your at Forbidden Door, they're not even on the fucking card. Hey man, at I least even, they were at the show you were at. They were at Double or Nothing. No, but they're not at the pay-per-view. I'm very upset because it's just like this show card, it, it's actually really, really crazy because this show is so loaded that you like you don't have people like FTR. They're not in the match. Uh, Britt Baker's not featured on the show. I don't believe. Right, it's, dude. You're, you're like you got some big names that are not on the show, and this card is loaded. It's an all star game, and again, you can't. Everybody can't get a spot. But the fact that there's not one tag match on the show. Like one actual two on two tag match seems weird to me. Yeah, uh, it's 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 a lot of trios. A lot of there's a ten man match, dude. There's four way, and there's a lot of really big singles matches. So when FTR is like, oh yeah, you made us the champs, but we're still second class citizens. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They got a reason to put those the, black hats the, on, the, guys. The, the, the young bucks are still on the fucking show, like. <laughs> You know? Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The elite, yeah. the whole elite is still on the show, quote unquote. Speaking and, of that match, and... yeah, we'll just talk about that match right now. Yeah, Blackpool Combat Club, Shoto Omino, or, or is it Omino, or is it Amuno? Oh, it's Amino. You're right. Okay. 
Mina, yep, Shoto Amina and uh, Konosuke Takeshita versus the Elite, Eddie Kingston, and Tomohiro Ishii. Um, screw, screw everybody. This is a tough one, honestly. Screw everybody in this match. I'm rooting for Takeshita. That's it. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I it's... hate everybody on both sides, so I'll just root for Takeshita. <laughs> I like Eddie Kingston, dog. Even as a CM Punk fan, I like Eddie Kingston. Cinnabon for life. Oh, no, yeah. Eddie Kingston, I just hope he backhands everybody except Takesta. Yes. Don't, don't, no, Takesta does not deserve to be hit in the face. That is against the rules. Right. It's too pretty. Uh, if you have not realized, I am fully a Takesta guy. Fully on. Fully <laughs> on board. Uh, Cinnabon yeah. for life. Once a week in honor of Takeshita. That's my guy. There you go. I'm going to go with you as well. I will pick BCC, Shota, and uh, Konosuke Takeshita as the ones winning this because I just can't see the elite like being able to get the job done right now. So that's what I'm going with as well. Um, the four-way for the AW International, AW International Championship, Daniel Garcia, Orange Cassidy, Katsuyori Shibata, and Zack Sabre Jr., is it weird to say that Daniel Garcia could win this? He's gonna be the one that loses. He is literally the only one in the match without a belt. So I, I mean, think, that's the thing. I know uh, that. Uh, yes. Yeah, I think. No, I. The, the genius thing would be to have somebody. The way Orange Cassidy loses the belt is not losing the belt. But honestly, I don't think it's at the. I think you use the run to build a heel or build someone. And right. I don't think losing in a fatal four way builds anyone. So I think Orange That's Cassidy. That's the thing, pin, yeah. Like I, I said, think he like pins Daniel Garcia and moves on. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like I, I, I do think that this could have been a, a point where Orange Cassidy could have lost the belt in that sort of way. But just considering the people in the match, um, yeah, no, Orange Cassidy will retain. Uh, but do, 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 I mean, so like it could, it could have been like a way that just completely fucking flipped everybody's lid. But I do. just don't see. A, in those kind of like swerve victories. I think they've done what Jay Cargill done for the TBS title. Orange Cassidy has done for the international title in a shorter amount of time, which is awesome. And I like, don't waste the loss again. Don't make the same mistake twice. Nah, this one, yeah. But regardless, still enjoying the uh, TBS title. Dude, it'd be kind of cool if Pat came back and he's the one to beat Orange Cassidy. Because you know he's been gone. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, I, there's a lot of ways you can go with it. Uh, a lot of ways you can go with it. I just like, just make it count. Whoever it is, make it matter. Yeah, watch they give it to Kanosuke at one point. D- dude, dude, make that feud even more uh, heated basically because you give Kanosuke a belt. No, that's my guy. That's my guy, Kesta. There you that's go, my guy. Uh, Tony. Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale for the AEW Women's World Champion. So you'll have the New Japan Strong Women's Champion versus the AEW Women's Champion. Uh, and it's for the AEW Women's title. Uh, so I will stick with Tony Storm. I, just, I am um, sticking love, with... Love her, love her, love her. I am going Willow by DQ. I was going to say, yeah, you you got to pick Willow somehow, but... No, I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think... That, I think New Japan Strong... They're building their women's division. AEW has a strong women's division. I don't think they're they're they want either one of them losing clean. So I think it'll be a DQ, and I think it'll be, of course, 
because you know Tony's the bad guy. I think Soraya or uh, Rudy Outcast, get, yeah. yeah get involved, and they cause the DQ because Willow looks like she's about to beat Tony Storm. Fair enough, and then that's when Mercedes Monet comes out. <laughs> Limping out Please. there. I don't think she's like. I, just, I think she'd come out with, like with on a little cart with her leg up. I think she's still hurt. I don't know. She's, <laughs> I know. I, I think know. I believe that. I mean, they're doing a good job of not letting you know exactly what's up. So exactly, you know, she she could be a hundred percent. I have no clue. <laughs> she could. Yeah, I, we don't know. Yeah, yeah like, like, I, like I'm mostly I'm mostly is, just fucking around. But like if that happened, she though, was, oh my god, she, she was literally supposed to be on the show and. Life oh, I, happened. I believe it. Life happened. So if, if she make a special appearance or send a video saying, Hey, uh, Willow, I'm coming for you, I I would I dude, flip out. That'd be awesome. For sure, for because, sure. Uh, Mercedes uh, Monet in uh in London? That sounds like money. That sounds like money. Oh yeah. That sounds like money. Money. <laughs> um, the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match between Sonata and Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Jack, you don't stand a fucking chance, dude. Uh, I, I like I said, there's you don't there's, stand a chance. There, there is a lot. I, there are a few things I don't like Jack about Jack Perry. The one problem I don't have is when he's in between those four ropes. So him and Sonata are gonna fucking kill it. And people will probably like talking about it, like with Orange Cassidy and Will Ospreay, they will be talking about it for a few minutes. But then there's going to be two matches that'll make you forget these matches existed. Yeah, <laughs> that's unfortunate for Sonata and Jungle yeah. Boy. That, I will that say you're though, probably going to put on. You're probably going to put on a banger. You're probably going to put on a banger. Yeah, Will Ospreay Orange Cassidy was one of my more memorable matches. Uh, it definitely helped that I was able to sit ringside for that match actually, um, and. Shabbat's uh, little surprise uh, was fucking awesome. Uh, so, but, but yeah, the lead in, you're leading into. Do you think that the, there's going to be some decept? Do you think so there's going to be some deception or some problems between Jungle Boy and and Hook? Because he is meant shown on the card as well, being in his corner. I mean, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe not. I just think it'll just building disappointment of jungle boy losing over and over again. And, uh, okay. like, like I've had my, I mean, we'll talk about on the show. I have how I see the trajectory of jungle boy going and I'm looking forward to it, but yeah, I just think this is just going to be another disappointing loss. Got it. Yeah, uh, All uh, right. So then there's this movie craving the hunter that's coming out real quick. And it says villains, yeah, aren't, yeah, yeah. villains aren't, uh, the villains aren't born, they're made. That's kind of, I feel like, Jungle Boy right now. Yep. <laughs> um, but we now get to the double main event. Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship, a rematch of Wrestle Kingdom. I will put these oh two. My God. I will put these two matches at the top of the card against two matches against the top two matches of any card in wrestling history. It's insane, dude. I've never seen such a double main event where it's like, dude, like, oh my fucking god, dude. I mean, Kenny and Kenny and Will just did a six, and uh, I believe it was a six something in New Japan. I did not Google it, so if the, that number is wrong, but I believe they just did a six. In January, and now January fourth, confirm. 
and now it is June 25th, and uh, June 20, yeah, June 25th, uh, six months later, and they get to run it back, and they were both pretty. It was a 6.25. Yeah, it was a 6.25. 6.25, and I was. They were pretty clear, and everybody said like that watched it. I couldn't see it, but everybody said they left something on the table, and. I think yeah. Here's here's the table. You're going to be in Canada. You are going to be in Toronto, one of the best wrestling cities in the world. You're gonna have Kenny Omega will be back in Canada. Yeah, you're gonna have a capacity crowd. And I doubt most people will be sitting at any time during this match watching you do your art. It's like I'm setting the number at six and a half because I think it's gonna beat the first match. Uh the only thing, the only thing that I can think that will make it not six and a half is that you have this building rivalry with Kenny Omega and Takeshita. And if they decide to do interference, that could take it away. I'm hoping they just make it a pure wrestling match. They let them do their time and Will Ospreay just beats Kenny Omega. You can save the interference after the match is over. Yeah. You can have Takeshita come clothesline them after the match or whatever, but Dude, just let these dudes paint their. I mean, but that being picture. said, though, that on Dynamite they did have uh, Don Callis come over to Will Osprey, being like, hoping for a quick one-two-three victory. Yep. So yep. I'm yep. just saying. And I mean, they they're setting the they've set the stage for interference, and it's there probably is going to be interference, but I really don't want there to be interference. But I understand. You don't always get but what you want for your non-interference. For your not for your non interference match though, because I'm pretty sure you're guaranteed to have just a straight up like banger wrestling match. On the other side of the main event, Brian Danielson versus Kazuchika Okada. Yeah. To, uh, oh, real man. quick, actually, I will say, um, I said Will Ospreay's winning. Did like, uh, yeah, you got well, yeah, yeah, Will Ospreay's winning. Got it. Perfect. Okay, got that out of the way. Brian Danielson, Kazuchika Okada. Yeah. The dreamiest of dream matches. Yeah, the one that's never happened before. Uh, again, two of the best, uh, probably the best Japanese performer over the last 10 years. Uh, more than likely Brian Danielson, a lot of people, a lot of people say the best American wrestler ever. You are talking about the dragon, uh, versus the rainmaker. Uh, these, I mean, literally you only have to say it. Like there was Ricky, the dragon steamboat before Brian Danielson. And now Brian Danielson's the dragon. He literally just stole someone's name. Uh, the rainmaker Kazuchi Okada. I mean, there was no other rainmaker and there will be no other rainmaker. He's the only one to do what he does. I mean, again, one of the best matches I've ever seen in my life includes, uh, Kazuchika Okada, one of the best matches I've ever seen in my life, and one of my actually, hold on, not even the best match. Two of my favorite WrestleMania moments ever include Brian Danielson, Kofi King, uh, Kofi Mania, and Yeslemania. Both Brian Danielson involved. This dude is a mass. These are master artists. These are. These are painters. These are like it's it, it's like if uh it's like if uh Tupac and Eminem got to go together in a rap battle. It's like think of it like it's like if the 2013 Florida State Seminoles played against 2019 LSU Tigers, dude. It's it this is like the dreamiest of dreams, right? Brian Danielson's career was supposed to be over. We were never supposed to get this match. Never. We we weren't. 
The, Brian Danielson was dude. Done. I, it's it's gonna be crazy from it's gonna be crazy for me to say I was at WrestleMania 34. I was at Daniel Bryan's return to wrestling when he faced. Uh, uh, I believe it was him and uh, uh, what was that match? I just all I remember was that it was uh against the Miz. I know it was a tag match. Yeah, I know Miz was in it. Yes. Um. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I don't remember this. Yeah, I, all I remember was the fact that Daniel Bryan was back and he was wrestling. So that was the only main thing that I I truly remembered. It was uh, uh, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. No, Miz. What Miz faced Seth Rollins and Finn Balor in that three way? Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, that's what that was. But regardless, I was at Daniel Bryan's return to wrestling from like career ending injury. At WrestleMania 34. And now I will see the Dragon face Kazuchika Okada and quite possibly the biggest singles match he's had since he faced Kenny Omega at Arthur Ashe. This match, these two, the two, four guys wrestling, the two matches at the top are what Forbidden Door was made for. This is what everybody was doing. This is people making this on their, uh, made this match on their video games with their creative characters. This is what it is. If this, if this, Sells 150,000 pay-per-views. These two matches are what sold them. Uh, dude, uh, yeah, I, I am truly, and when I say this, I mean this. I hope people understand that when I mean this, I am truly ecstatic that you get to be in the building for this. I am truly mm-hmm. ecstatic that you get to be in the building. Because I know when I'm in the U.K., you're going to be ecstatic that I get to be in the building there. So I'm exactly. always going exactly. to support you when you get to be at something. So this is going to be fucking amazing. I hope you take this mental Rolodex. And when you're 80 years old and you got your great grandkids there, you're telling them about the time that you watched two of the greatest professional matches, wrestling matches ever in the same night. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, for one... I'm going with the dragon. I'm going with Brian Danielson. I am going with Brian Danielson. Also, I I think <clears throat> this is going to lead to them eventually wrestling in Tokyo Dome. And I think yes. the story is if Okada loses. I think the best story is if Okada loses. Uh-huh. Exactly. Because, yeah. I, I just I just feel like it's just so much more interesting that way. And I um, love that there's no belts. So either one. Can yes, win. exactly. It's just a straight up singles match. Who is the best in the world? Dude, all-star game. I'll tell you, if it was up to me and I know it sells for other people, there would be no belts on the line at Forbidden Door. The reason right. being, anybody could win. You know what I mean? It's like, sure. when you throw belts in there, it, it like, but yeah, Forbidden Door would be a true all-star game. It'll be like this guy against this guy, your best against your best. Sure, because you otherwise you'd be yeah. like, whoa, MJF Tanahashi, who could win? Or Jack Perry and Sonata, who could you know, win? Or and nobody, yeah, any no, of that. No one, everybody brings their belts, <laughs> but no belts are on the line. I just think that would be my thing. And again, somebody might say that's the stupidest idea ever, but I just think with a true all-star game. The only one, yeah, the only one that would make sense... Yeah, the only one that would make sense for the title to be on the line is the IWGP US Championship because they defended that at Wrestle yeah. Kingdom. 
Yep, and then you have a little ticker at the top, and you have the AEW side, and you have the New Japan side, and it's all the battle to see the superior brand. And you know, one year one team wins, one year the next team wins, and then you build storylines off of that. That's right. how I, that's how I wow. see it. But the way they're doing it's amazing. I think this is going to be clearly the pay per view of the year, and I, I'm it sucks that my boys aren't on it, but I can get over that. Because this is probably going to be some of the best you wrestling. Still got, you still got London. Yeah, and this is probably going to be some of the best wrestling you've ever seen. So, uh, uh, when CM Punk comes out, I'm hoping they second him. You know, they come out with him, you know, you know, and let Punk do his thing. And the greatest trio of all time. And they just started. Uh, but, yeah, no, uh, the bread man, I'm hoping. And, and I I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping from a little appearance from Kenta. I'm... I'm I don't know. Oh, dude, was, I, know. I know. I know if it's gonna happen, but I still hope it can happen. I'm still like I'm hoping still, for I'm hoping for appearance from Kenta the same way I'm hoping for appearance from Mercedes Monet, just because oh my god, it would feel so good. It would yeah. feel so good. Yeah, and I don't know what happened with Kenta. It apparently it was money or I don't know storyline it was money or it was something else, but yeah. But you got to go to bed because you have a long day. Four-hour drive to Toronto through the border and everything like that. It's going to be be fun. But that. Everybody is taking a moment to listen. I thank you for joining us today. Thank you guys so much. Seriously. Like, we appreciate y'all. Like I said, I'm I'm blessed that I'll be able to – Oh, grateful, I will say, actually, more so. Grateful that I'll be able to be there in a live capacity representing the podcast and just being at Forbidden Door. Two, I couldn't believe I was at Forbidden Door 1. And the fact that I'm at 2, it's like absolutely crazy. Um, but we will be back next week giving you the results and the our feedback from Forbidden Door in Toronto. Um, but thank you guys for watching. Please be sure to keep downloading this fine show on Google Apple Podcasts if you listen to us on Spotify or wherever you choose to listen to us. Give us a share with your friends, family, coworkers, if you wish. Also, subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Leave a rating and a review and follow us on Twitter at ATElitePod. Don't forget to follow at Social Suplex who make this show possible as well and check out all the other shows they have on their network. I'm at Austin Sumowitz, S-Z-U-M-O-W-I-C-Z. Floyd is at Floyd Johnson Jr. on Twitter. I will leave you personally with Enjoy Forbidden Door and also remember, love him, hate him, cheer him, boo him. You all do it because you know he's right. Enjoy wrestling. Uh, and Floyd, take us on, on this episode of All Things Elite. All I will say is I'm usually long-winded on these, but just appreciate the times that we have uh, right now. Pre- appreciate the wrestling that we have. Appreciate everybody that you're getting to watch it with. Uh, look for the things that you love. Uh, look for the things that you love. Focus on that and not the things that you hate. And with that, I leave you how I always leave you, whether it is home, work, or school. Always do your best to be elite.